As I slowly regained consciousness, a cold, damp sensation crawled over my skin. Confusion consumed me as I tried to remember what had happened. The air was stale and heavy, tainted with a sickly sweet smell of decay. Panic set in as I realized I couldn't move, my body encased in a suffocating darkness that seemed to press down on me from all sides. With trembling fingers, I explored the confines of my prison, the wood smooth and unyielding beneath my touch. Quickly I came to the horrifying realization. I was trapped in a coffin. The very thought clawed at my sanity, shredding it to pieces as I tried to stifle the scream rising in my chest. How had I gotten here? Why was I buried alive? A torrent of questions surged through my mind, but I couldn't recall any answers. It was as if the memories had been locked away, leaving me with nothing but terror and a desperate need to escape. I fought to control my breathing, the limited air supply in the coffin forcing me to take shallow, rapid breaths. My heart hammered against my ribs, a wild and frantic rhythm that threatened to drown out all rational thought. My fingers clawed at the wooden surface, desperation fueling my efforts as I tried to find a way out. As I struggled, I noticed something odd, a faint thumping from somewhere outside the coffin. It seemed to be coming from the earth above me, like something was trying to dig its way down. The sound grew louder, more insistent. Someone was trying to free me. A sudden surge of adrenaline coursed through my veins. If someone was trying to reach me, then perhaps there was still hope. Perhaps I could find a way to escape this tomb before the air ran out and my lungs screamed for mercy. With renewed determination, I began to tear at the coffin lining, searching for any weak points, any small crack that could be my salvation. But as I clawed at my prison, a chilling thought slithered through my mind. What if whatever was coming for me wasn't here to save me? What if it was something worse than being buried alive? The sounds of digging grew louder and more urgent, and the vibrations from above sent shudders through the coffin. My thoughts raced, torn between hope and dread as I continued to clod the coffin, desperately searching for a way out. Suddenly, the thumping stopped, replaced by a silence so heavy it was almost deafening. A new sound emerged, a sad, animalistic groan that made my blood run cold. The wail reverberated through the coffin, echoing in my ears as I froze, my hands stilled in terror. The scraping of claws against wood filled the air, a sinister melody that threatened to unravel the last threads of my sanity. I held my breath, praying that whatever monstrosity was above me wouldn't detect my presence or wouldn't know that I was still alive. Moments later, the lid of the coffin was ripped away and a sliver of moonlight pierced the darkness, casting a cold, pale glow upon my face. A grotesque figure loomed over me, its twisted features obscured by the shadows. The creature's eyes were black spheres, devoid of light or warmth, and its breath reeked of rot and decay. It reached for me, its long, clawed fingers dripping with black ichor. In that horrifying moment, I understood the bitter irony of my situation. In my desperation to escape the coffin, I had only succeeded in attracting the attention of something far worse. 
Tears streamed down my face as the creature dragged me from my tomb, its grip cold and unyielding. I tried to scream, but my voice was strangled by terror, reduced to a pitiful whimper. The world above was as dark and twisted as the creature that held me captive, a nightmarish landscape filled with gnarled trees and the stench of death. As we ventured deeper into the darkness, the ground beneath me began to shift and writhe as if the very earth itself was alive. It was then I saw them, countless hands, pale and skeletal, reaching up from the ground, grasping at my legs, the souls of the damned, I realized, condemned to an eternity in this hellscape, and I was about to join them. The creature carried me to a massive pit, the edges lined with writhing, screaming figures, their faces contorted in agony. The pit seemed to have no bottom, a never-ending abyss that swallowed the screams of the damned. I knew that once I was cast into that abyss, there would be no escape, no salvation from the eternal torment that awaited me. As the creature raised me above the pit, preparing to hurl me into the darkness, I closed my eyes and braced myself for the end. But in that final moment, a sliver of defiance flickered within me. I would not surrender to this fate without a fight. Summoning the last of my strength, I lashed out at the creature, my nails digging into its cold, putrid flesh. It shrieked in pain, its grip loosening just enough for me to break free. As I plummeted toward the abyss, I grasped at the jagged edge of the pit, my fingers finding purchase on the unstable ground. I hung precariously above the void, the screams of the damned echoing in my ears, and I knew that my only chance at survival was to climb, to escape the pit and the nightmare that threatened to consume me. Desperation filled my movements as I reached out frantically my hands wrapped around a sturdy root protruding from the edge of the pit. Clinging to it with all my strength, I pulled myself up, inch by painful inch, until I managed to haul myself over the edge and collapse onto the cold, unforgiving ground. Gasping for breath, I looked up to find myself at the feet of a tall, pale figure. He was dressed in dark, tattered clothing, and a large black hat sat atop his head, casting a shadow over his eyes. He stared down at me, a sinister smile playing across his lips as he spoke. Well, well, it looks like we have a straggler. The grotesque creature that had nearly cast me into the abyss now stood behind him. Its mangled features twisted into a perverse grin as it snickered along with the man. I wanted to cry, but I refused to let them see my fear. The man extended a hand to help me to my feet, his touch cold and strangely familiar. Allow me to introduce myself, he said, his voice smooth and chilling. I am the Undertaker, and I must say, most souls don't manage to stay out of the pit. You must have significant resolve. His praise sent a chill down my nape and I knew I could not afford to trust him or his monstrous companion. But if I were to escape this nightmare, I would need to play along, at least for now. I forced a smile, my voice barely more than a whisper as I spoke. 
thank you, but I don't plan on joining the others in that pit anytime soon. The Undertaker's smile widened, revealing rows of unnaturally sharp teeth. Good, good, he murmured, his eyes appraising me with a predatory gleam. You've proven yourself resourceful, and that is a valuable trait here in our realm. A flicker of hope ignited within me, even as dread coiled in my stomach. If the Undertaker saw potential in me, perhaps I could use that to my advantage. Perhaps I could find a way to escape this twisted world and return to the land of the living. But as I stood in the shadow of the Undertaker and his grotesque minion, I couldn't shake the feeling that my true nightmare had only just begun. The Undertaker took a step back, his dark eyes never leaving mine as he gestured to the desolate landscape around us. You may consider yourself fortunate, he said, his voice laced with cruel amusement. Not only have you escaped the pit, but you've also earned yourself an opportunity to serve me. I hesitated, my mind racing as I considered the implications of this offer. On one hand, it could provide me with the chance to learn more about this realm and possibly discover a way back to the world I once knew. On the other hand, it could also mean becoming ensnared in the Undertaker's twisted games with no guarantee of escape. Seeing my hesitation, the Undertaker's smile grew even more sinister. You don't have much of a choice, my dear. It's either serve me or return to the pit from which you've so narrowly escaped. And believe me, you do not want to experience the torments that await you down there. The creature at his side let out a guttural laugh, its black eyes gleaming with malice as it seemed to revel in my predicament. With a shudder, I realized that he was right. I didn't have a choice. My only hope for survival, however slim, was to accept his offer and bide my time until I could find a way out. I swallowed hard, forcing myself to meet the Undertaker's cold gaze. Very well, I said, trying to infuse my voice with a confidence I didn't feel. I will serve you for now. His laughter echoed through the twisted forest, a cold and bitter sound that set shivers down my spine. Excellent. He replied, his voice dripping with satisfaction. Now, let us begin. I followed the Undertaker and his grotesque companion deeper into the darkness. I couldn't help but feel that I had traded one nightmare for another. But I clung to the hope that my newfound position would provide me with the means to escape this hellish realm and return to the life that had been so cruelly stolen from me. The Undertaker led me through a decrepit and ghostly town, its twisted streets filled with nightmare scenes that defied explanation. Buildings loomed at impossible angles, their windows like empty, unblinking eyes staring into the void. The air was thick with the scent of decay, and shadows seemed to dance around the edges of my vision, taunting me with their ethereal presence. As we walked, I bore witness to numerous scenes of unearthly horror. Skeletal figures writhed in chains, their hollow eyes filled with a silent, eternal scream. Vengeful spirits stalked the streets, their ghostly wails echoing through the night. 
All around us, the very fabric of reality seemed to warp and twist, bending to the whims of the darkness that pervaded this place. I couldn't help but ask the undertaker how I had ended up here, buried alive in that cursed coffin. He glanced at me, his cold eyes filled with a mixture of amusement and disdain. Once a soul passes from the mortal realm, he explained, there are many paths it can take. One of those paths is to be claimed by me and delivered to the pit. Your soul, it seems, was fated to be mine. After solemnly pondering this news of my own demise, we eventually arrived at our destination, a dilapidated mansion covered in vines and choked with darkness. The building loomed before us like a shadowy specter, its shattered windows and crumbling walls an eerie testament to the passage of time. The undertaker escorted me inside past the hollow gaunt faces of other human servants who had presumably started off in a similar predicament to myself. Some of them looked up at me, a glimmer of hope still shining in their eyes, while others kept their gazes lowered, too broken to even acknowledge my presence. As we passed, the grotesque creature that had nearly consigned me to the pit followed closely behind. Its twisted form, a constant reminder of the horrors that awaited me if I failed to please the undertaker. He led me to a room filled with rags and makeshift sleeping areas, the air heavy with the stench of fear and despair. The undertaker gestured grandly to the dismal surroundings as if he were bestowing upon me the most luxurious of accommodations. This is where you will be staying. Consider yourself fortunate, for not many are granted such comforts in my domain. His words were a twisted mockery, a cruel reminder of the horror of my situation and the clear malevolence of my captor. Yet I knew I had no choice but to accept his offer. In this nightmarish realm, even the smallest chance of escape was worth clinging to. I swallowed my fear and forced a grateful smile onto my face, vowing to myself that no matter what horrors awaited me, I would find a way to break free from the undertaker's sinister grasp. I awoke the following morning to the sound of footsteps approaching my makeshift bed. Groggily, I opened my eyes and found myself staring into the solemn face of a man who appeared to be in his 40s. His eyes were weary, his expression etched with a lifetime of despair, yet there was still a flicker of defiance in his gaze. He, too, was a servant of the Undertaker. Morning. He said, his voice low and tired. I'm Samuel. The Undertaker sent me to teach you the role of a servant in his realm. I sat up, my resolve from the previous night still burning within me. Listen, Samuel, I began my voice hushed and urgent. We need to find a way to escape this place. I can't stay here any longer, and I know you don't want to either. Samuel shook his head, his eyes filled with a sadness that spoke volumes. I've tried. Believe me, it's not possible. The Undertaker's reach is long, and his punishments are severe. It's better to accept our fate and serve him as best we can. I couldn't help but feel a pang of disappointment at his words. 
but I couldn't let it deter me. If there was even the smallest chance of escape, I had to pursue it. But for now, I had to play along and learn the role of a servant. Samuel led me through a series of menial and illogical tasks that seemed to serve no other purpose than to break my spirit. We pushed large wheels that, in turn, moved gears extending downwards into the infinite abyss. I couldn't see what purpose they served, but I could only imagine that they were somehow torturing the souls trapped in the pit below. We spent hours rinsing and scrubbing floors and walls that were made of grime and filth, never truly becoming clean no matter how much we toiled. It was a Sisyphean task, and with each passing moment, I could feel my hope waning, my spirit crumbling under the weight of despair. I began to understand why Samuel and the other servants had given up on the idea of escape. The Undertaker's realm was designed to break even the strongest of wills, to crush any semblance of hope and turn its inhabitants into little more than shadows of their former selves. Yet as I labored alongside Samuel, a small stubborn voice in the back of my mind refused to be silenced. It whispered to me of freedom, of a life beyond the torment and despair of the Undertaker's domain. And though the odds seemed insurmountable, I knew that I couldn't give up. For as long as that voice remained, I would continue to search for a way to escape the nightmare that had become my existence. And perhaps in time, I would find a way to free not only myself, but the others who had been trapped in this forsaken place. Weeks or maybe months went by, and I lost all sense of time. In secret, I took careful account of the surrounding areas of this realm, drawing maps and charting every inch I could explore. My resolve to escape this nightmare remained unbroken, even as the days blurred together into an endless haze of torment and despair. One day as I tended to the grounds, trimming bushes into the unnerving shapes I had been taught to create, I noticed a crack of white light shining out of one of the massive, seemingly impenetrable stone walls that surrounded the border of the explorable realm. Walls that extended upwards infinitely until they tapered off in a ghostly transparency. To my astonishment, I saw bright green on the other side, a color I hadn't seen since before my supposed death. I couldn't fit through the crack or expand it. It was just large enough to see the green grass and the brilliant light beyond. Suddenly, I saw a motion through the crack. Desperation and hope surging within me, I called out, Hello! After a moment, a beautiful blue eye framed by dove white skin met my gaze through the crack. The figure spoke back to me, its voice soft and gentle. I quickly recounted my story, explaining where I was and what had happened to me. The figure responded with understanding and compassion, telling me it was good that I found a way to communicate with them. This was most likely my only chance to discover the truth. The mysterious figure explained that I was in purgatory and that the pit was not a passage to hell, but rather a passage to my next plane of existence. The Undertaker's role in the universe was to deliver souls to the other side. But his wicked nature led him to steal souls for himself. To pass on, all I had to do was jump into the pit. I thanked the voice passionately, tears streaming down my face as the weight of hopelessness began to lift from my shoulders. With newfound determination, I returned to the Undertaker's residence to share my discovery with Samuel. When I found him, I could see the weariness etched deep into his face. 
I took his hands in mine, my voice trembling with excitement as I recounted my encounter with the figure beyond the wall. Samuel, I said, my eyes shining with hope. We have a chance to escape this place. All we need to do is jump into the pit. It's not a descent into hell, it's a passage to our next life. As I spoke, I saw a flicker of hope ignite in Samuel's eyes, quickly replaced by doubt and fear. Together we would face the unknown and finally break free from the undertaker's malevolent grasp. I led Samuel to the spot where the crack of light had been, but to my dismay, it was gone. The wall was as smooth and unyielding as ever, betraying no trace of the fissure that had given me hope. Desperation welled up within me as I tried to convince Samuel that the escape was real, that I hadn't imagined the entire encounter. But as I pleaded with him, reminding him of the unbearable existence we endured under the undertaker's control, something in him seemed to shift. He looked at me, his eyes filled with a mixture of hope and determination, and finally said, I believe you. I have nothing left to lose. With Samuel's support, we spent the following weeks quietly rallying the other servants to join us in our plan to escape into the pit. We shared our story with them in hushed whispers, furtive glances, and secret meetings, spreading hope like a wildfire among the downtrodden souls trapped in this nightmarish realm. As the day of our planned escape drew near, the atmosphere in the Undertaker's residence grew tense. Fear and anticipation coursed through the air, palpable as a living entity. We knew the risks were high, but the promise of freedom was too intoxicating to ignore. Finally, the night arrived. We gathered in secret, our faces a mixture of terror and determination, united by a single purpose. With trembling hands and hearts pounding in our chests, we made our way to the pit, the dark foreboding chasm that had haunted our nightmares since the moment we had arrived in this forsaken place. As we stood at the edge of the abyss, the howling wind whipping at our clothes and the darkness stretching out before us like an endless void, I took a deep breath and with a final glance at the faces of the brave souls who had chosen to join me, I stepped forward and leaped into the darkness.